Welcome everybody to our inaugural uh, session on the future of insurance industry influencers. I'm really pleased today to have Mike Connor, the CEO of uh, Silicon Valley Insurance Accelerator, or SBIA as we all lovingly call it, um, to join me today on this inaugural uh, series of industry influencers. Um, so I'd like to introduce Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, welcome uh, to this inaugural series. And um, I'd really like to have you give a little bit of background about SBIA and yourself, because um, as you and I have um, gotten to know each other over the last four years, um, it, you have a really unique background, and, and it kind of influences why you got involved in an insure tech that I'd like you to share with the audience. Awesome. Well, thank you, Denise. I'm so glad to be here, and it's a pleasure to work with you. Uh, as always, so uh, glad to be here. So just a, a bit of background about SVIA. Uh, SVIA is a member-based um, insurance innovation uh, organization. Um, Majesco and Denise have been part of us almost since the very inception, and Denise is also one of our principal advisors. So um, glad to be here for that. So our job at SVIA is really to accelerate innovation in the insurance industry. So we're not a typical insurance um, incubator where we bring in a bunch of startups. We really literally work with uh, pretty much every member of the insurance and in, in insurance innovation community, from startups to carriers to organizations like Denise. Uh, and uh, investors. Um, our membership program basically is designed to bring that community together uh, through public and private events and to accelerate their ability to discover, connect, and create new ideas, relationships, and resources um, and that drive solutions that define basically a customer-centric digital generation of the industry. So, um, just a, a kind of a catch up on what's coming up on our agenda. Uh, next week, we're launching an insurance con consortium, uh, innovation consortium. Denise will be part of uh, that, and that'll be hosted by CSAA's Avanta uh, Venture Group uh, in Mountain View, California. The objective of that is to really take on uh, uh, you know, the, the very topic we're talking about, which is what does a digital generation of this industry look like and what's the business paradigms in which that's going to operate. So basically um, that innovation consortium is designed to take that work on and start to lay out the framework for that as well as start to build out some of the initial POCs and other stuff that will enable that to come to life. Um, so we'll kick off three working groups, uh, life, wealth and wellness. Uh, small commercial insurance, and then um, we just uh, had the Insurance Informa uh, Information Institute uh, join us, and they want to kick off an extreme weather uh, group um, to really get proactive in the industry about dealing with the issues that those events are causing um, and the impact they're having on our customers in the industry. Um, so that's a little bit about SVIA. Uh, you can find us on the web, um, and there's more information out there about us. Um, about me, and this is re, re, uh, right, I have a, a kind of an interesting background. Um, I started one of the first computer stores in the United States, um, uh, and I did that in the back of a garment manufacturing plant in, in El Paso, Texas. Um, we started a computer club there, um, and uh, my first ex exposure to insurance was working with some of our members to develop some pretty interesting applications. Uh, one was an in-hole pressure sensor that would detect and protect oil rigs from the catastrophic damages that can be caused when thousands of feet of drill pipe are blown back up to the well when they encounter a high pressure pocket. 
So with that, we could reduce the cost of insurance uh, on those platforms. And the other was working with a team of Army researchers um, and physicians to develop a non-invasive technique to detect and measure blood flow through the heart. Um, and you know, really kind of get prescriptive about medicine in a way that would help reduce insurance costs and so on. Um, both of those used the early Apple uh, product and the game paddle imports on it uh, from, to convert that analog signal into digital signals that we could monitor and measure. Um, we've been doing that for a while and I got a call one day from Apple that said, you know you're selling more apples per capita than anybody else in the United States. And I didn't know that. Um, but they flew me out to California to talk with me about what I was doing, why I was doing it, and how I was doing it. And then uh, it, that ended with a job offer that I couldn't refuse. <laughs> so I became employee 72 at Apple and um, then um, started by managing their distribution channels and then managed to piss Steve Jobs off, which is not hard to do. Um, <laughs> uh, and as a result, went to work for him as a product manager. Um, so um, that, uh, that was an exciting period of my life. My last company before starting SVIA was a company called Spatial Key, and that's a cloud and SaaS-based geospatial data visualization and analysis solution. I know that's a mouthful, um, but basically uh, is used by insurance uh, companies now to uh, look at uh, aggregate risk um, and a lot of other things, um, but use geospatial data uh, to do that. Um, and it was in doing that work that I became really clear on how far behind the rest of the world the insurance industry was in terms of adopting and using technology. And um, so I got excited about what we could do. Well, I went off to do some other things. And then my co-founder, Natalie Wood, had been working for another innovation group here in Silicon Valley. And what they were seeing is this rise in the insurance carriers making the pilgrimage out here. Um, and um, Natalie learned about me through a friend, asked me if I could help them put together um, a you know, conference series on um, digital generation insurance. Uh, so we did that and we kicked the first one of those off um, called Insurance Disrupted in 2015. We did several of those um, uh, under the Ad Insurance Disrupted banner and Denise was actually one of our first uh, speakers and supporters as we got that effort started. So um, the net is, after we did that, we saw the impact and the value of bringing the community together to have those discussions and to meet each other and decided to launch SVIA and, uh, and, and continue and accelerate that work. So that's my background and, and that's how I got involved with insurance. So, you know, we've been working together, Mike, um, over the last four years, you know, from really the very inception of when InsureTech became a topic in the industry, branching off from FinTech. And a lot has changed over the last four years, and yet a lot hasn't changed at the same time. Kind of what do you see the impact of InsureTech uh, that's been really positive um, on insurance over these last four years? And how do you see it kind of uh, continuing forward um, as you're um, working in SBIA and you're involved in the whole in InsureTech kind of community? Sure. So, um, as you know, the impact's been huge. I mean, uh, when we first started, and I can remember some conversations you and I had uh, with some of the insurers <laughs> who were really skeptical, if not even dismissive, about these brash new startups and emerging technologies that we're using. Um, you know, back then, I don't think we even called it InsurTech yet. Um, and they were also equally dismissive about the cloud. Um, they were being told by their internal teams and existing vendors they could do all those things internally. They didn't need those stupid insure techs and they probably weren't going to accomplish much anyhow. 
Um, and it was very clear they felt like they were very too, they were much too big to have to worry about these little companies. Um, as you know, that's completely changed today. Um, uh, insurers at first began to see what the impact of those insurers were going to be uh, and understand the impact that would have on their market. And they also began to realize deeply that they didn't have the culture, the vision, or skills uh, to develop those new products and capabilities like the InsurTechs did, and that scared the hell out of them. Um, in the past two years, uh, what we've seen is a dramatic change in that, where now we're seeing investments, acquisitions, and partnerships growing between insurers and InsurTechs. Um, and that's not everybody in the market, that's the leaders, and we'll be it unto those that don't get on that bandwagon. Um, but we've also seen innovative companies like Majesco move their architecture and strategy to become a platform that makes it easier for carriers to leverage all that innovation, emerging tech and insure techs, uh, and essentially taking a lot of the, the, the work off the back of the carriers. Um, our belief is as these things start to come together, uh, what we're going to see is a dramatic shift forward um, in um, the innovation that takes place in the industry um, and um, the depth and the breadth of how that impacts not just the front end and the customer engagement and the products, but also the back end. Um, so uh, what we see today is, you know, the insurers who get it um, are basically leveraging the innovation and capabilities of the insure techs throughout their entire value chain all the way from customer engagement to underwriting to policy management and claims. And they're also incorporating a lot of new data sets and analytics and machine learning that are being brought into the market across that value chain. And those are actually enabling them to create products that they could never have created or, or fielded before. Um, and so as, as Denise is fond of saying, the party's just started and it's only getting better. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's what I think the impact is. Yeah, isn't that the truth? You know, one of the things that um, you and I have talked about over the last four years, um, and that we both had a very similar kind of view about InsureTech, is that um, they were really going to bring to the table some innovative new ways of, of uh, thinking about insurance, um, how we might be able to uh, leverage them as partners, to your point about partnerships, um, but also introduce some of the concepts of, of different types of technologies. And so what, what, what we've seen over the last, particularly the last couple of years, um, where we started talking about it from a Majesco standpoint with Manish and I out at your event, and you and I in particular were talking about it, um, um, was really this concept about ecosystems and next-gen technology that's API-enabled as microservices. Um, to your point, it's got uh, advanced analytics with some machine learning and AI. It's got using new data sources. Um, and it's really allowing a, a different kind of um, uh, technology that's going to allow for speed and scale and what we like to call speed to value. Um, how do you see that um, um, evolving here from the last couple of years and moving forward? Because I think what we're seeing is a new shift, a new paradigm shift at the types of technology that's going to be needed for insurance companies. Yeah, totally agree. And so to me, uh, those are the future of insurance. Uh, I think the net is if you're not, if you're not moving into those environments and not anticipating those or building those, you're going to get left behind in the dust. And I think, you know, I just want to step outside of insurance for a second. Digital ecosystems are growing and maturing rapidly all around us. The homes we live in, the buildings we work in, transportation systems we use, communities and cities we live in, the healthcare systems that support us and the industries that we're a part of. 
Um, the platforms and services that form, that form those today are cloud, SaaS, and increasingly microservices based. To me, those are the innovators' toolkit. That's my, you know, that's our laboratory. Those are super, all superchargers that are fueled by emerging technology and innovative minds um, that are bringing capabilities, data and analytics uh, to us as the insurance industry that we can build on top of. It's work we don't have to do because they've already spent millions and millions of dollars and or hours and billions of dollars building that stuff. Um, and what that gives us the ability to do is kind of reach into that rich mix of things and say, let's take a little bit of this from there and that from here and you know, kind of twist it this way and that, that way. And all of a sudden, it gives us the ability to sense and interact with that world um, and the insured in, in new value-added ways um, that allow us to very quickly serve uh, and or create new markets and or create amazing new value almost instantly. Um, so I think, um, to me, that that world of ecosystems um, is going is forming a next generation economy and a next generation paradigm for our world and our society. And I think the intelligent and innovative insurance companies are now starting, and tech vendors like Majesco are starting to tap into those environments and say, how can we help pull those piece parts together? How can we help build platforms that those will work on? So you think about you know, the internet, smartphone, there Apple's there's a platform or there's an app for that or Amazon or Google. All of those are examples of what happens when you start to basically bring those ecosystems and platforms together. And what they've demonstrated is the value of that ecosystem and platform and their ability to redefine industries and create new ones. And they don't they don't just do that. They you know they do they do more than just blur industry boundaries, they vaporize them. Uh, so think Uber, think Airbnb, you know, think Amazon. So I think there's also studies out there that indicate like in 10 years, uh, 40 to 60% of the world's GMP is gonna flow through those things. Um, insurance has to be a part of that. And um, you know, they need to reach in there and say, how can we leverage that to better serve and support our customers? So those capabilities and that methodology and thinking is creating new paradigms for every industry and um, insurance is gonna have the same thing happen to it. So, the innovators that are exploring those, um, um, or even better, creating them, are the ones that are going to be creating a next generation of insurance and the rules by which it operates. Um, and that's what gives you the edge in, in the world that's coming. So, um, you know, we intend to kick off uh, some of that work and visioning process uh, as we launch our consortium next week. And, um, you know, we're happy to have Majesco as a part of that. So there you go. So yeah, so one of the things that, you know, we've talked about a lot over the last couple of years is really kind of these paths that insurers need to consider taking towards the future. And um, some of them have been kind of like stymied because they've been just overwhelmed with all of the uh, the change that's happening and all the options. And we've kind of talked about this 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 view of moving to kind of a uh, the future of insurance, uh, digital insurance 2.0, uh, you and I've talked about where it's really a new generation of customers and they have a different set of expectations. And with that, you know, obviously we want to keep the current business um, running well because it's paying the bills. You want to optimize that, you know, from a data and a distribution standpoint, you know, embracing some of the new channels of direct of um, some of the um, insure techs that are out there that are, are working that, but also consider creating that new business model. And so as you kind of think about um, insurers, um, creating that vision and how do they survive and thrive through the paradigm shift that you just talked about 
Um, what are you seeing and um, um, what are you recommending to some of those insurers, Mike? Yeah, so, and again, I think we're on similar paths to this. I'm, I'm thinking back to my, my Apple days, and at the time I was the product, uh, head of product management for the Apple II. And Steve came to me one day and um, basically said, um, you know, I want you to, to, to stop selling that into the education marketplace because I'm going to put the Macintosh in there. And I looked at him and said, you know, Steve, exactly what are we going to pay everybody's salaries by if we stop selling Apple II's into that market? Because it's not going to work. Um, so you may well displace my product in that marketplace when you bring the Macintosh, but in the meantime, that's our cash flow, and we need to have that. So I think insurance is in the same place. I think we have to move forward into the future, but at the same time, you can't just, you know, um, try to rip and replace all the old stuff um, immediately. So I think it's kind of a, a dual strategy. Um, but I do think there, you know, that you have to basically begin the work, um, like not just talk about it, but begin the work of moving towards these new paradigms. And, you know, I kind of think of this like the, um, the uh, you know, back to a, uh, you know, if you think about what Einstein did, you know, in his theory of relativity, he kind of visioned himself on this beam of light and cast himself out into the universe on top of that and looked back to see what the universe looked like. Well, Steve, when we work with Steve, had this con concept of kind of reverse engineering the future, um, which is think about what the world's going to look like following, you know, emerging technology, Moore's law, and people's demand for more of that. What's that world going to look like? Then let's work back from there. The technology will follow. We'll be, we'll be able to figure out how to do the rest, but the technology will follow. So I think to me, you know, keep the stuff in place that's paying the bills um, and know that that's going to have to change as competition changes as well, but really start thinking about what this new world is going to look like. And I think the most important starting point for that is you have to move your thinking out of the existing paradigm. Right? If you try to, to vision that future from the current paradigm, you're going to fail. Um, and doing that isn't an easy process. It's a, you know, kind of a discipline and you have to work through it. But you have to create a vision for an economy and a society that's going to be powered by digitally enabled services. So you go through some thought exercises, and I'll give you some simple ones here. So what if housing were a service and you had ownership in that, but it enabled you to move where you want, when you want, as your job or interest took you, and you could change your subscription level or live and live wherever you wanted. Um, you could live in less expensive for uh, housing for most part of the year. And then when winter came or summer came, more expensive places and meals, transportations, even entertainment packages, laundry and upkeep and maintenance were all part of the housing plan. So when you start to think about that and then you say, where does insurance fit in that? How do we sense that environment? How do we contribute value to that environment? Now you're kind of working backwards from a new paradigm. And it's not that that is necessarily something that's going to come about, but it, be, it begins to push you out of the current realm of your products and starts to focus on what's the world it's going to be and what are the goods and services and other stuff that um, we can bring to the market to do that. Um, so, you know, start by developing a few scenarios like that and then ask the question, what are the ecosystem platforms and services will enable and create value in those scenarios? And where does insurance and insurance ecosystem platforms and services play a part in that? How could they enable that? Um, how could they bind into those? And then um, what's required from a strategy and infrastructure and a partnering perspective um, um, or in business and product models uh, to help achieve that? 
I think the net that I think about is how to think about what a hyper-connected world of ecosystem platforms and services will look like that increase our ability to achieve our life or business goals uh, faster and less expensively and more effectively. What does it look like? And then how does insurance bind to those um, uh, as a service or bind other services to it to help people achieve those, those goals? Um, and then, then you can start to ask, uh, okay, how do we get there? But you have to kind of define uh, for your own company um, what the future is going to look like, what the role of insurance will be, and then how you as a company can create value within that future. Um, so that's how I would start. Well, that, um, that lines up exactly with how we're kind of seeing the whole thing with kind of modernize your existing, optimize it, but you've really got to start creating that new. And I think what's really exciting, Mike, is over the course of the last four years, we saw creating all this new was really with some of the new insure tax, um, full stack insurers or MGAs. Now what we're seeing is we're seeing existing insurers stand up a new business unit um, or stand up an innovation area that they're going to introduce new innovative products in a, in a, on, a, on a completely different platform or stand up a new brand. Um, and so we're seeing more activity from insurers and reinsurers that um, have very strong businesses but are really beginning to experiment uh, with that future and experiment with what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I think we're just on the cusp of seeing in the next year or two some real interesting um, products, some business models, some new ways of collaborating. And I think that's been the most exciting thing from SBIA. Um, is the level of collaboration and partnership that you've been able to bring to the industry uh, of really bringing all different facets together in one place. Um, and I think the, the consortium is going to be an interesting next phase of that, Mike. So, well, um, um, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I want to just kind of end with, Mike, is, um, um, is if you could pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would that be? Okay, let me take that on in just a second, because what I want to do is kind of put some urgency around um, what we've just talked about in terms of moving your thinking into an ecosystem and platform world. I want you to think about the work that Amazon is doing all over the world in different places um, to start to be a part of the insurance industry and some, some of the recent moves they've made with Berkshire Hathaway and others. Um, so when you think about how they intersect with the world, the multiple ecosystems they intersect with, and the amazing data and analytic platforms they have, uh, coupled um, with insurance knowledge, um, that's going to bring a radical change. Um, AXA is doing work over in Europe now with um, putting together a platform with major uh, banking institutions uh, where they're going to start to develop blended products and services. Um, Allstate, I think, several years ago uh, launched an initiative here for small commercial insurance where they're really kind of bringing together a plethora of uh, services under uh, an umbrella that small businesses can opt into. So the work that we're talking about is already started, and it's not just somebody sitting here hypothesizing about the mm -hmm. future industry. That That's work is already underway. Go ahead, Denise. Yep. That's true, and what I was going to add to that, Mike, is that um, in the uh, in the strategic uh, priorities research, but also most importantly in our recent consumer and small medium business research, we asked the question about the big techs uh, whether or not consumers and small medium business owners would be open to purchasing insurance from those. 
what was interesting is there was a range of anywhere between 58 to 78% of the millennials and Gen Zs that definitely would buy insurance from not just Apple, not just Amazon, but also Google and also Netflix, um, because there wow. is a level of value and loyalty to those companies because they're offering more than just the individual service that they started out with. They're providing a community of access to a lot of different things. And so I think one of the interesting things there is really about the value and loyalty that these platform companies, like these big tech companies, have really been able to create because of the simple customer engagement process and the access to the things that they need on demand at the point in time that they need it. And I think that's the real um, opportunity for insurance is to be able to create that type of platform business to be able to do the same. Totally agree. And uh, my, 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 my other caution would be to the, the small to medium carriers um, and even brokers who like don't feel like they have the ability to do that. And this is why you need to collaborate because I guarantee you the largest are right? And um, the impact that's going to have on the market is going to be a huge. So I think there is an opportunity for um, the small to medium carriers to, to basically join together um, and start to do that work on their own so they're not left behind. Um, either that or they'll be left to be gobbled up by those that have, have done it and see some value in either the customer base that they have or something like that. But I think in general, it's like, don't, don't wait, right? Because it's happening. Yep. All right, exactly, so back to, your, exactly. back, to your, back to your, go ahead. Back to my question, your one word about the future of insurance. What would that be, Mike? Well, my, my one word would be hyper-connected. If I could give a phrase, it would be customer-centric, hyper-connected services. Awesome. I think that's a perfect way to end this. And Mike, um, I'm looking forward to the partnership that we've developed with you, uh, both personally and with, uh, with Majesco. Uh, uh, continue to move this industry forward because I just see um, a lot of opportunity ahead for those that have the courage and have the, um, the persistence to make, to make things happen and be open to change and be open to failure because you're going to fail a few times until you find that success. Yeah, welcome Steve Jobs to innovation. That. Well, <laughs> welcome absolutely. To welcome to innovation. Well, I just want to put a, um, a cap on that as well. So I, I, now I can't remember who did the study, um, but basically it, it, it was about boldness, right? And, it, and what they're showing is the insurance carriers who are making those moves are returning, who are making bold moves, are starting to return real financial results and real market share gains because of that work. So again, this is not just like, um, hey, we ought to do it because everybody else is. There, there's, there's gold in those hills. Absolutely. Well, once again, thanks, Mike, for your time today. And uh, we look forward to our continued work together uh, on moving the industry forward to the future of insurance. Thank you. Thank you.